I remember one time when I was younger, I was in France and I was with a buddy of mine, a French guy who had walked to an ATM or something. And a couple, a young couple came up to me and asked me if I had a cigarette. And I, I said, I think I said back, non je fume pas, which means no, I don't smoke. And I only said it Almost because French, I liked to exercise my French. I was working on my French. Right, right, right. But they immediately were like, oh, oh. you fumpa. Like, they were like, oh, thanks for letting us know you don't fucking smoke, dude. We didn't ask. They gave me so much shit. That's great. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio, joined as ever by Francis, as he would say. Here I am, guys. Get used to it. What's up? (laughs) Um, Dude, so I had a... Sort of a big night yesterday. Oh, you did? Like, in the most unusual kind of way. Like, not actually, but I was intending to not do anything, stay home, which I did, mm-hmm. go to bed early. Yeah. And That's I, unlike you. I get in bed at like 9.30 <laughs> or 10, and I'm feeling a little restless, and I have a bet, an open bet that's about to, the um, game's about to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... You know, two, it was like two roads had diverged in a yellow wood. I'm like, what kind of night am I going to have? Uh, so anyway, I go back out on the couch. Now, I have a bet that uh, is two players, the two star players playing to combine for X amount of points. Oh, wow. Okay. You chose this. Yes. It was Jokic and uh, John Morant uh-huh. to combine for, you know, 50 something points. And wow. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, that's a fun one. I'll just throw it on there. Our boy Che has been hot. So I'm like Stephen Che. So got a couple, trust the data. Got a couple extra bucks in the account. Let's let's have some fun. And I realized, and I texted Francis this. I was like, watching a game hoping that props hit is not fun. Interesting. And, I, and I'll tell you why. I'm watching this game last night. Jokic must have he must have executed a series of the most impressive assists. I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And yet I was pissed off because he wasn't shooting the ball. Yeah, right. And anytime your guys who you need to score don't have the ball, you're anxious right. and frustrated. Right. And I'm like, this is no way to experience this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bet didn't even come close to hitting. And there I was. I could have been sleeping. And instead, I decided to stay up to watch this bet. I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. And then I was watching all this stuff that was giving me anxiety. Like, I watched a. Uh, a video of a, a little kid who shot a three-pointer backwards and made it. And I just thought like, wow, like this, you're putting this youth coach in such a difficult position because he needs to tell you not to do it. And then if he doesn't listen, you have to bench him. And then the kid's parents are going to be pissed off. And I'm like, this guy's a volunteer. Like this is how, why on earth? Well, how did you get here? Why would you coach your kid's team? Like I shout out to my dad. For yeah. dealing with it and dealing with all the fucking parents and the My difficult personalities. Yeah. And like, you can't make everyone happy. Some one of the kid's parents is going to be pissed off that the kid doesn't play. The kid might suck. Right. Or the kid might be the best, but you still have to give the other kid some time to play too. Yeah. Everybody needs to play. These aren't the Dallas Mavericks. Right. This is JC Products. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Dude, my dad as coach, the way that he would deal with this is that, you know, he knew that he would play me as as much as possible in the t- in the tough games. And then he would schedule two extra games against Pine Tree Academy. Oh, against like bad teams? And the Seventh Day Adventist school. Where he would basically say, Fran, you're not going to play at all. And we are going to play everyone else. And then he would tell the parents of those kids, make sure you come to this game. Oh, that's really smart. And he would wallop these sad, you know, weird schools. That's very clever. Yeah. My dad, they always gave him all the bad kids, quote, bad kids. Uh, And I don't know why, but he was funny about it. Like he, this one kid... Who I think maybe had some problems, but we didn't necessarily know at the time. Like the sort of uh, awareness of all the different conditions kids can have wasn't the yeah, same. Right. So this one kid just kept being like, I want to be goalie. And my dad's like, you're not being goalie. He's like, come on, I want to be goalie. He goes, you can't be goalie. He goes, come on. He goes, okay, fine. You're going to be the assistant goalie. <laughs> <laughs> so he created this position for this kid. So now there's like two goalies, but he's just kind of standing there. Could he use his hands? I'm not sure. I think it might have been for practice. Like it's unclear, oh, but like, I see. yeah. But uh, it was funny. <laughs> like, my dad be like, "Where is so and so and so and so?" And they're just like in the woods, like smoking weed. Like, dude, like, <laughs> it was really funny. Like, he was he did have a funny approach to teaching, and I wish I remembered it better because I bet he just got like the biggest kick out of it. I wonder. I I worry uh, a lot about how difficult I was to my dad as when he was coach. Your dad. This, yeah, this I mean, I was so uh, temperamental, and I, you know, couldn't understand why he would ever take me out of the game. Mm-hmm. I was n- by far the best player on on all the because t- <laughs> I went to a small school, and you know, it was not a sports school. Um, you were like Shaq, like thirteen years old. Yeah, six two. I ever tell you one seventy five. I've told you about my single greatest sporting performance ever, right? I don't think so. 32 out of our team's 34 points. <laughs> That's impressive. That's against impressive. Freiburg. That's pretty good. My friend Hillman Norberg scored Hillman. the other layup. That's hilarious. And somehow him, at the time, I was annoyed. I wasn't annoyed. But by the way, I was passing. And I know that because uh, Mr. Dubuque, who had another son on the team and was our math teacher, who, you know, was a harsh but fair, harsh but fair guy. <laughs> Um, he came up to my dad after the game and said, I thought he passed beautifully. <laughs> but what I would do is I would pass it to someone on the wing and then demand the ball back and then drive to the hoop, <laughs> probably miss the layup, but I was so, I could jump higher than everyone. And so I would grab my own rebound and then put the second one back. Nice. Pat and the statue. Some overweight, dumpy marshmallow kid on their team hit a buzzer beater that bounced off the rim four times and then went in. To beat us at the buzzer. Oh God, dude, that's what they say, man. You got to, you know, you got to distribute the wealth. It's the only time in my <laughs> life where I have experienced. Have I not talked about this? No. Uh, you you've mentioned the the performance, but not in this much detail. Uh, in my life, where I've experienced what I would call uh, the zone. Nice. The athlete zone, the zone they talk about, where I just I, I every time I had the ball, I thought this is going in. Well, it's just easy. It was easy How to old score. Um, I was in seventh grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. 32 out of our team's 34 points. <laughs> That's insane. I had like a, a sort of similarly dominant performance, but at a, in a younger age group, 
I think we scored 20 points, and I must, I think I had 14 or 16 of them. This was in basketball? Yeah. I was like, I must wow. have been like nine or 10. Sweet. But dude, this is funny. So I'm not trying to like go tit for tat with you. Well, it feels that way. No, it's not. It's happening. But <laughs> it doesn't feel th- th- that there's way. A good, there's a reason for the needing to, to disclose that. So we had long, we had short sleeve sh- uh, jerseys at the time. And I may have told this story like briefly, but I chose to cut the sleeves to make them like frayed. Yeah. Sort cool. of like a That's Native cool. American style. Oh, interesting. So anyway, like nobody liked, in the, no one in the league liked that I had done that, especially like the quote commissioner. Yeah. Calling him the commissioner yeah. is an embarrassment. <laughs> the commissioner. So the, anyway, the next year they had, they, they made it short sleeve and I suspect that, not short sleeve, like a, Jersey style, and I suspect that was why. Yeah, uh, but it would be funny because I would like dominate, and then these dads would like want to throw me a subtle diss before also showing me respect. They'd be like, "Hey, Pocahontas, what? Good game." <laughs> <laughs> they said that. Yeah, hey, Pocahontas, good game. What, what do you have, Trump in the stands? I know, bro. I'm just running around here like a fucking. You know, like a star. That's pretty cool. I uh, like that. That was pretty funny. Man, I wonder how I'm going to be as a parent. <laughs> I wonder how I'm going to be. It's, what are it's, your worries? Well, for some reason, I'm not really that worried about becoming the rabid, foaming at the mouth parent who is just overcome by what's happening on the field. Oh, like as far as a spectator? Uh, uh, yeah, spectator? watching my kids play sports. But what's crazy is that that seems to happen to so many parents. Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's different levels of it. Because, like, my parents, like, my parents didn't encourage me to play tennis, which you, which is unique because my dad was a tennis instructor. Mm-hmm. You'd think that they would make me start really young. I didn't. I ended up finding it anyway. And then my dad, since I really liked it, was very active in helping me. But he still, like, he was not overbearing at all. He was not, like, a crazy tennis dad. However... When I'd be fucking up, I could see him get frustrated. Mm. And sometimes I would see the coach go up to him and go, his name's Julio, too. He'd be like, hey, Julio, let's go for a walk. Oh, really? <laughs> he'd, take him, he'd take him away from the court because wow. I didn't like it. I didn't like seeing him go, he, like if that's, I miss an easy yeah, forehand. That's or, really hard. You know? That's really hard. And I'm sure it was hard for your dad, too. Because, he, you know, it, he, it's, it's almost worse than being out there is having so much investment in it but you have no control yeah yeah tennis parents are the worst they're notorious and i'm not saying your parents are worse no dude i think tennis parents of female tennis players parents of why female tennis players there's just something that i have seen and experienced of dads whose daughters are tennis players interesting where there is a a mania about it interesting there is a a manic and utterly compulsive commitment uh, to the performance of their daughter, where so many of them end up being their daughter's coaches. Right. You know? But for guys, too. Is that true? Yeah. The parent-coach thing is, it makes a lot of sense in tennis for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's way more affordable. Secondly, even if you're paying someone, it's hard to get them to care enough to constantly be micromanaging your technique as you develop. Yeah. Because if you don't do that... If you have the slightest bad habit or bad technical thing, like it limits how far you can go. Right. Which is why I hate the like, oh, if you gave LeBron James a tennis racket, see what would happen argument. You know what I mean? Because it's like, why hasn't it happened yet then? There's plenty of extremely athletic tennis players, but that's not enough. Like there's the, the, the skill and technique element 
is so is just as important. Granted, the perfect storm may one day happen where just some freak athlete also has incredible touch and technique, but like yeah. there's a lot of moving parts. You know? Well, I think it's weird. I would say that LeBron, that is a fair point about LeBron with tennis, and I would also say it applies to golf too. But I do think that if you put a, la- a lacrosse stick in LeBron's hands when he was 23, you know, that within two or three years, he probably would have been the best player in the world. You think so? I think there are just certain sports that are like, well, when, when yeah. you're that athletic and that tall and that big and strong right. and fast. Football is one yeah, of them. Yeah, he, you, you probably could say he would have been one of the best receivers And ever. he was a very, very good football player, He right? was, but which yes, makes that easier. But for football and, and for basketball to a degree, it's a sport where you can, if you have the numbers on paper, like you can start later yeah. and become extremely good. And it happens. I mean, Shaq kind of started playing basketball a little bit later. He sucked in high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, at I've least. been watching that doc that it's you told fun, me to watch. Right? I'm really enjoying it. I like yeah. the style of it too. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's him in the big chair. Although I will say, he he, you know, he's a little bit. Um, he's just I don't know. I mean, he does come off to me in his career as having been kind of a, a bully. Number one, and also... Are you talking about the thing with the trainer? Yeah, the coat, his yeah. like, buddy or whatever, he punched. Yeah. He would frisk him every day after he got his cop's yeah. license <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then... It's funny, when we watch that part, Hillary goes, ooh, I don't like that part. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a bully a little bit. And then he also, you know, the whole thing with Kobe. I mean, I remember that happening, but I was too young to kind of actually read the headlines, and I just remember there being this But But you drama. take Kobe's side on that? I don't even take Kobe's uh, side necessarily. Just, uh, I just think both of them, but you know, definitely Shaq was uh, being a total drama queen. So it's interesting. Holding out for more money with the Lakers, even though he was the highest paid player in the league. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how many professional athletes feel that they are undervalued. Yeah. Even if they're the most well paid player uh, in the world. Well, if Phil Phil Jackson, I have you ever read Phil Jackson's book? It's a no. very good read. He portrays it, it it's a very pro Shaq book. Oh. In that uh in that uh as far as that situation is concerned, which maybe makes me biased. Hmm. Um I have never sort of like, I don't know, yeah. held him. But I agree with you. There are some interesting things about him right. in the show where you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Okay, so I will say this, dude. I I I can say with confidence that if you put a tennis racket in LeBron James's hand when he was 23, he would not have been yeah, the best I, player. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's not a game that you can pick up that like No, that. I agree. And maybe it, it it's possible of course that if you put it in his hand much much younger that he could have been he could have been, but you know, he doesn't have that soft of hands. No. You know what I mean? He's not like a soft touch like okay, Kevin Durant, that is a guy who you can probably say with pretty solid confidence had everything it takes to become an extremely dominant tennis player. Really? Extremely tall. So- his hands are as soft as fucking butter. Buttery. Buttery soft. Um, I don't, who the like hell a knows? Good tickler. But yeah, that's annoying. I've said this before, but it's annoying. Yeah, with those long old those uh, skeletor durantula. paws of his. Ooh, that is, that's going to tickle your feet. Dude, like, I have a couple friends who will be like, dude, as, if I had just started playing when I was young and just played every day, I could have been Federer. I'm like, no, yeah. you couldn't have. Dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hate to break Silly. it to you. Stupid. It's very sad. Bird dogs pants. Give your dad a pair this holiday season. It's not too late. 
It's a little late for Christmas, but you can still get him for after the fact. And he needs him. Do you know why? Because your dad deserves comfort. And so Dads do you. care about comfort. They care. We care. My dad, I got my dad two pairs of bird dogs pants for their Christmas this year. He loves them. That's all he wants. It's the only thing he asks for. He goes, you remember those pants you got me last year? And I said, sure do. Bird mm. dogs. He said, get me a few more pairs of those. I've, I've actually heard him ask you about yes. this too. He loves them. Uh, he and loves them. The built-in underwear liner makes underwear obsolete. It moves with you. They are perfect pants. They are absolutely great for golf, but also for cocktail parties and looking cool late into your twilight years. Uh, so they're also great, by the way, for young people. I, I rock them all the time. Yeah, they're great. They're sick. Guys, get your Bird Dogs pants right now. Get your shorts. Get your joggers at birddogs.com. Use promo code OOPS. And you're going to get a very cool Bird Dogs Tumblr. Fun. That's what it is. We know. We know what it is. Okay? BirdDogs.com, promo code OOPS. I had a nightmare last night. I have a fun dream thing, too, so I, this is a fun thing. I had a Go very, very gory nightmare. You've alluded to this, uh, some of your nightmares so on some of your much, podcasts. So much gore. I'm a little concerned for you about some of these dreams. I haven't. I don't know that I have them all that often, but this one was very gory. It was very, um, you know, I was being, uh, I think I was being chased or, or by a man in a yellow trench coat, stalked, <laughs> yeah, by some kind of monster, some monster man. It was a man who was a monster, probably a Texas chainsaw. In fact, I do think he had a chainsaw now that I remember. It. Yeah. And I had to run and hide from him. Um, and somewhere I got some kind of like an axe or a saw. And I remember him coming down the stairs of a basement. And I was under the stairs. And I reached through the boards of the stairs and sawed his foot off. And then I kind of knocked him down and sawed his other foot off and sawed his two hands off. And I, I just remember the sensation of like cutting through his bones. Jesus it's pretty dude. bad, man. This, yeah, you should talk to somebody about this. Dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. That doesn't happen all that often. I don't know where this gore came from. You've had some other questionable dreams. Have I? I have a tip for you. Oh, Ryan. To help avoid nightmares. It's worked for me. I haven't, I'm going to Google and find, you know, an actual doctor's prescription on what you should do, but. When you're, when you're lying in bed, think about what scares you the most. Yeah. So for me, I think about murder, dying, uh, Chucky the doll, talking <laughs> Tina from the Twilight Zone, anything that scares me, Chucky something bad happening you. to my family, like all that stuff. Think about it with your eyes closed, open your eyes, and then close them again, and then you're not going to have a dream about that. Work for me, it might work for you. That's nice. Wow, Ryan. Ryan. Okay, nice. there's a good little tip. Little tip Rooney. One thing that I had heard is that if you say, I'm not going to have bad dreams tonight, you supposedly won't, but I've done that and then had bad dreams. So <laughs> yeah. don't do that one. Don't do they that They sneak one. up on you, these, Dude, these nightmares. Give it a try. I had a dream, Francis, the other night that you were approaching the goal uh, in the soccer game. Mm. I was the goalie, mm. and you were, the, <laughs> you were the, the man approaching the goal. And you went to kick it and shoot to <laughs> score. And I dove and I blocked it and I couldn't help but think that that was some metaphor to me like helping you not get in trouble in your everyday oh, life. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's nice. You're shooting a rocket into, <sighs> into the abyss. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> and I stopped it from that, landing. That was your take. I was worried that it was some, somehow we were at odds. No, no, and no. And you were thwarting a, a, an effort. No, I don't think so. Um, no, that's good. That's no, great. 
Um, okay, I have a question for you. Hit me. So in the world of waiting for your significant other to watch TV shows, um, we Hillary and I were watching Euphoria together, and we actually we ended up never finishing it. What? And that was like... How is that possible, dude? 18 months ago, or however long ago. Well, maybe it was less. Whatever. However long ago Euphoria ended, we stopped in the middle of the second to last episode. So the other night, I decided I'm going to finish it. Yeah. So I finish it. And then I tell her, I'm like, I finished it. And she was like, what? Why would you? And I'm like, the statute of limitations has ended. 100%. We haven't been able to watch the show. I no longer need to wait for you. Yeah. Is that fair? A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? There's an easy fix. If she does care, just have her watch the last episode and a half. And then the two of you will be right back on and and you can resume it as your show if you want. But I'm with you. Okay. Uh, There are shows, you know, we watched... Uh, Nathan Fielder's the rehearsal. the rehearsal together. We watched a couple episodes and I loved it, and she seemed to like it. But then we got sidetracked, and things happened. And then I would suggest, "Hey, let's watch the rehearsal," and she'd say, "I'm not really in the mood for that." Right? Tonight. You only get a couple of couple of those. You can't claim that as our show anymore. Yeah, agreed, yeah, agreed. You've lost the privilege. You only get a couple of those. That surprises me from Hill Dog. Yeah, and I think she like agreed. I've, I've talked her through it, and she was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I think good. she like it like finally and I was like yeah I don't know what, were we were we watching that together yeah right a year a year and a half later <laughs> um, um we were into the crown we liked the crown she got really into she was sick for a while and she like binge watched the crown, the crown and it was interesting incredible. she started during the princess diana stuff oh and, she went and then she went backwards yeah and she made the point that like watching it in order is not necessarily that important because it's all like pretty documented right and granted, I'm sure the show builds and there is a way where like you are spoiling certain things by watching it later. But I thought that was an interesting approach. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I love the history of it. Uh, it can theoretically just go forever. The show. Because I guess there that's will true. Be They'll, they should do. They should, should certainly Harry. do. Megan and Harry. Yeah. By the way, I haven't watched that doc. Everyone's talking about that. I, I don't either. care. I'm Same. done with it. I, I just either. don't care. Um, yeah. But okay, I got one. Speaking of relationship uh, foibles. So Sierra uh, had COVID, got over it, kicked it, has a lingering cough. Now, we are in bed and at four in the morning, she wakes up coughing, right? Coughing, coughing, coughing. And uh, sits up coughing. And I'm sort of, oh, oh, geez, oh, geez. And then uh, she keeps going. Now, we're probably a minute and a half, maybe two minutes into the coughing. Consistent coughing for two minutes? Yeah, with, you know, she thinks she's kicked it and then it comes back. And I say, are you okay? She goes, yeah, 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 I'm fine. And then keeps coughing. And I said, I'll go sleep on the couch. Right? And she goes, no, 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 no. Keeps coughing. And I start to get up out of bed and she stops me and she goes and sleeps on mm-hmm. the couch or the pull out sofa or something. And then the next morning, you know, we talked about it and uh, she said, I, I said, I knew she was going to be mad about that or bothered by it. And I said, what, what am I supposed to do there? You know, I, she goes, well, I just felt, uh, like I'd been kicked out of my own bed for coughing. And I said, no, I mean, 
I offered to leave and I will leave. Um, but we can't, what, what am I, what, what are you supposed to do? What's the protocol there? All right. So I'm not, not Oops. trying, I'm not trying to feed the fire here, but Hill dog had a similar thing. She did not have COVID. She had some respiratory, whatever bullshit. And she chose to sleep on the couch the entire time. She put a sheet on the couch. Yeah. That's a hero. <laughs> That's a hero. I think that the member of the re- marriage or relationship who is disturbing the sleep is the one who should not be in the bed. I will give you this. Like you, you gave her the, cause I, I completely understand the argument of like, you're not feeling well. Therefore you need the bed. I'll sleep on the couch. Yes. I would be fine with that. I Exactly. I, I, I'm totally, by the way, if you're really sick and you can't move and you, the flu and all that stuff, then you deserve the bed. And, by all means, it, you know if it's if if you're so sick and you're coughing, whatever, stay in the bed. I'll I'll get out of there. But you have to be okay with the fact that the other person doesn't want to be around that. Right. I can't sleep. Right, right. No, and it's it's tough too because it's like so inconsistent and like they're trying to kick it, so they're actually coughing harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Um, I'm not I'm not able to sleep through your loud rifle volley fire. Yeah. of coughing. Um. And I just, I don't know exactly, we've talked about this before, I think, but, you know, we had this thought, which was like, somehow, if if I'm sick and she's not sick, then I should go sleep on the couch. But if she's sick and I'm not sick, I also go sleep on the couch. Do you agree with that? Is there something where the man needs man to Man sleeping man on the couch. Up? Like, it's a thing, certainly, just fortunately not in my relationship. Yeah. Uh, but that is somehow a thing, the man on the couch. The man being displaced first is a thing in general. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. I don't, by the way, that's not even what was suggested. It was more like she didn't understand why I, why I, I couldn't endure her, her coughing. coughing. Yeah, no, I, I'm... Uh, I'm definitely, I, I, I'm with you potentially on that. Sleep is so important. <laughs> Sleep is so, I'm glad, I'm glad that we're on the same yeah, side. Yeah. Sleep is so important. <laughs> and she told me we could talk about this on the podcast. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Um, she was like, I'd be curious to hear what you guys say about this on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I, you know, sleep is so important. And, and if one person is not sleeping or is restless, uh, you owe it to the other person to let them have their sleep. Dude, I have a perfect piggyback off of this in regard to sleep being important. Okay, so we are sleeping in a hotel. It's her sister's wedding weekend. Uh, we're in a hotel. The cleaning lady keeps coming in the room. Yes, I didn't put the thing on the door, but like she comes in once in the morning. Uh, Hill Dog is not there for the two previous times she comes in. She goes to come in. I go, no, no, sorry. Like, I'm da da da, whatever. She comes in again. I don't say anything. I think she sees me because then she like quietly closes the door. Hill dog comes back after the breakfast. We're in bed. We're sleeping. And the woman just busts in. And granted, checkout time is 11, but we had late checkout. And I just get up shirtless and I go, are you serious? Can you stop coming in here? And Hillary just looks at me and goes, that was extremely unattractive. And oh, rolls over. Wow. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck? She's like, why did you? She's like, the thing isn't even on the door. I'm like, I know. But like, she keeps coming in. What like, time was it? 11. Uh, yeah. But dude, 
I don't give a shit. Like you, you've already come in twice and seen that I wasn't. Can you at least knock first? Yeah. She just busts the fucking door down. I'm like, and I reacted, mm-hmm. and then a you know it was ba- it was bad. <laughs> Hearing that was unattractive is a really tough burn. Uh, that's a damning. That's a dagger. And it almost always happens when I lose my patience with in situations like that uh-huh. with like people that I'm encountering. I would argue that I'm typically very patient. I think you are absolutely. You don't talk down to people. No, no, not at all. But I will be like sometimes if I'm on the phone with like uh, something and I'm frustrated, I've been wronged. I can sometimes be unpleasant. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm being unfair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not a fucking Aaron at all. No, know? no, I, I agree. No, I think that's I think that's fair. I think you deserve that. Yes, I should have put the thing on the door, but like, come on. Right. I you see. got late checkout till noon? Yes. Knowing that that's a thing. Yeah, I mean... Why are you busting I mean, down the door? Exactly. Um, I just don't know, man. I don't know how hard it is to be a hotel cleaning person. I got to imagine it sucks. Fine, but I also think that that is like its own version of being condescending. Like, maybe it doesn't suck. Yeah, but I just mean that it sucks in the sense that they have to turn the rooms over so fast, and lingering guests are the number one reason they can't do their job. And she might have finished every other room on that floor and had the cart there, and you were the only person left, and she, you know, can't keep working until you guys are gone. Fine, but like... Then don't give me fucking late checkout. Yeah. You know, like this is part of the thing. I I get it. Like, yes, maybe, you know, it's a bummer for her or something, but like. It might be the equivalent to when somebody's in a bathroom, a single use bathroom and you knock and they say just a minute. And you just open the door. Well, no. And then a couple minutes go by and then you knock again. It's not the same because. Because You want to impress upon them. Hey, listen, I need to go. I really need this. And I and you are now you've overextended your stay. The, here's the here's the key difference. I'm staying in the room. She cleans the room. We have different roles. We have different purposes. Yeah, you're not both pooping in the room, right? Like if it's not like <laughs> no, but even just I'm trying to think if the cleaning person was trying to come into the bathroom. It, it's what if there's only one place. It's different to just straight up sit there and occupy it. I have reserved the space, <laughs> right? I've reserved. It's as if I reserved the bathroom. And I've reserved an extra hour, which yeah. the, that information is attainable to know that I've reserved. I wonder it. if she knows. She probably doesn't know. Maybe she didn't know. But if you told her the first time, did you tell her the first time? Uh, no, I just said, sorry. Like, no, sorry. Yeah. And then the second time she, she spied on my, my fucking, you know, shirtless body uh-huh. as I was peeking out the window. Uh-huh. I didn't even say anything. Just let her go. <laughs> Third time is too much, bro. Yeah. Fuck out of yeah. here. Fuck out of here. Third time's the harm. Um, um, all right. All right. I got a couple of things that I want to bring up with you. Please, please do. All right. First, first and foremost, tonight I am taking Hillary for a surprise. Ooh. She doesn't like surprises typically. No. Which is funny. I think it's a funny thing about her personality, but she doesn't like surprises. Uh, pranks, surprises, hates them. Yeah. But this is fun. Taking her to Super Show on Broadway, dinner. A few weeks ago. She had mentioned, hey, over the holiday, if we're not doing anything, why don't we go see a Broadway show or something? Nice, nice. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe like I said something that, that gave a hint that perhaps that's what I had up my sleeve. Oh, she, you already had it planned. Yeah. 
Nice. So she has no idea, but she was like, oh, okay. So she kind of figured maybe. I'm surprised that you didn't have the wherewithal with your hijinks oriented brain to say something to totally throw her off the scent. So that's where I'm getting. Oh. So now I've, I've been trying to throw her off the scent. So I was like, do you have a pair of durable boots? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, just something that you don't mind getting like a little... But I then I then I realized that she's going to be really mad at me if she's not dressed properly. Yeah, if she's wearing durable boots to dinner. <laughs> so a nice dinner. So she's <laughs> like, "Honey, what do you mean durable boots?" She's like, "Well, what do you want me to wear?" I'm like, and then I was like, "Well, think like combat chic." <laughs> trying to bring it back. Yeah, combat chic. <laughs> so here's my question. Now I forget. I've only been to a Broadway show one time. There's is there some sort of dress thing? People no, tend to but dress I, a little nicer, Yeah, right? I would say that Hillary will probably want to be dressier for the theater. Okay, so she actually now actually believes that we're leaving the city initially because... To go what, spelunking or no, something? No, because, because the, thi- the activity is, is later, but she doesn't know that we're going to go to dinner before. Uh-huh. So once we go to dinner, she might know, but I asked her this morning if she'd be willing to wear a blindfold, and she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So... I don't, do you have a, how should I advise her dress wise? Uh, dude, I don't know. I, 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 I that's, that's tricky because durable boots is so extreme. <laughs> it's really extreme. It's so durable far away from what she would want to wear to what you have planned. Totally. But she, she has these boots that she's bought. She has them in two colors and that is sort of what I have in mind. So I'm going to try to maybe he like, she can wear those and wear like a nice outfit. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that she can figure something out in that regard. But I'm going to have to. Are they dressy? Are they dressy boots? Can't, yeah, they can be. They can kind of go either way. Oh, man. I, I see. How good are you at knowing women's fashion? Not good. Dude. Me neither. <laughs> Not Me good either. at all. Very bad. Yeah. I, I don't even know what a halter top is, dude. I've heard it. I couldn't tell you what it is. Do you know what it is? A halter top sounds like something you would wear with durable boots. <laughs> sounds like technical wear. Do you know what it is? A halter top. Is it uh is it not um a shirt that that's a crop top. A halter. My guess is something that goes off of your shoulders. But there's still a little bit there, and then it like goes around the boob area. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. That's my guess. Halter? Uh, no, it's not. That's oh, it's, it's it's sort of sleeveless. The, it's a sleeveless. It's the shirt. inverse of what I've just described, actually. Oh wow, these are all cool. These are kind of cool, dude. These are cool shirts. <laughs> halter tops. Oh, there's one for guys. Oh, guys, halter tops. Yeah, but those are crop tops. Is it the same thing as a crop top? Maybe you can be a halter crop. Okay. Pelican. I think my guess is that it's just a shirt without sleeves. Sure. Sounds good to a me. halter top. Beats the sugar out of me. It's yeah. a shirt with no sleeves, and it uses straps that are tied behind the neck. Got oh, it. nice. Uh, Would you consider like bringing a backpack and bringing a change of shoes for her? It's not a bad mm, idea. The, back, the backpack is a little bit of a deal breaker for date night. Why? Because if it's still a surprise and she doesn't know you're the going to dinner, she might think you're doing like an adventure because, thing. Yeah, it'll seem like I'm bringing supplies. Yeah, but that <laughs> for some sort of that hike. continues that deepens the ruse of yeah, that's true. 
durable boots. That is true, but I still don't want to bring one. Uh huh. But you guys are right. It would help. What are you going to wear? I don't fucking know, dude. Sweat, uh, probably like Muggsy, a Muggsy sweatshirt. Uh huh. And like pants. Right. <laughs> and like pants. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something like that. I'm going to dress pretty normal, I think. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But I'm excited, dude. It's going to be fun. It's really fun. What are you seeing? Moulin Rouge. Ah, oh, so great. Which I the know movie she said she wanted to see. is so iconic to me. I used to listen, I used to watch that movie all the time. And I would, I know all the words to the songs and stuff. Do you remember the four members? The four From the me- music video, like from the famous music video? Oh, yeah. Let me think. Um, it's Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, oh boy. This is where it gets tricky. Um, voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Ce soir. Is it, is it, uh, there's a, a, there's an R&B singer. So, I know it's a little Kim. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. This is a, a, like a massive wild card and like, where the hell has she gone? Like in middle school, she was killing it. Wait, Missy Elliott? I don't think so. No. Maya. Okay, I wouldn't have known that. You remember Maya? Vaguely. And then the fourth person's escaping me. Is it pink? Yeah? Oh, wow. Julio. I didn't know, and I wasn't trying to, like, prove that I knew it. That's impressive, I had to find it. Uh, That was a big song. That that song song. lasted forever. Bro, Maya. I don't know much about Maya. Where the fuck is Maya? You remember? It's after midnight and she's on your phone, phone. That, yeah. What is it that she wants? Do, 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 what do, is it that she needs? You just run for me. Right? That's, yeah. yeah. That one. Do you remember the song about... Um, That's an Ots. So an I Ots dug banger. my keys into the side of <laughs> his little four-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive. Uh, you know, that one, I never felt... That was supposed to be some kind of women's... Carrie em- Underwood? Women's empowerment song. And it's like, oh, you found out that he was cheating on you, so you keyed his car. <laughs> Yo, for real? I don't. I don't think that's a good message about women's empowerment. You're very sensitive about car <laughs> vandalism. I guess so, right now. but I mean, you know, uh, just leave him and go live a better life. That's empowering. Don't cause damage, which he could then sue you for. I, you know <laughs> Whatever what I mean? happened to two wrongs don't make a right, people. Yeah. What the there, fuck? There was that one. There was so many. There was another song that was like that. Um, uh, oh, it's uh, Blue Cantrell. Because he cheated on me, style. and that's good. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that. It's Ooh, that same era. There goes the third. Well, While he was cheating, I was beaming in the beamer, just beaming. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that that I call my man cheating. I hate that song. <laughs> that was a banger, dude. I don't know. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, if your man want to get buck Hit him up style. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, and then oops is in the title, too. Hit him up style. Oops. Oops. Uh, there the goes video. the... Those are some classic videos. Bro, Music then. videos, yeah. man. Those, Those are good were the thing. And you have kept them going. Dude, what, what, You're the last man watching music videos. That is true. I've I've really rediscovered music videos lately. But dude, like that sort of iconic set, the sort of like fisheye camera. I think of like Busta Rhymes, like Timbaland, yep, Missy yep, Elliott, yep. Aaliyah, even like oh yeah. And the, the the two big Aaliyah songs like from that era were both soundtrack songs. Like they both have 
movie scenes. In one them. was from Romeo Must Die. Yeah, Romeo Must Die is a. Uh, which one is that again? I don't know. Uh, oh, first you don't succeed. Yeah, get yourself up yourself and up. try again. And uh, baby girl, uh huh, on a man from the big BA. You remember that one? No. Um, is that Roland Roy? I've been watching you like a hawk in the sky. Uh, I don't know it. Yes, you do. Me and my friend. Are you that somebody? Yeah. Are you that somebody? Tell me about somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's from the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. Is it? The one with Eddie Murphy? Correct. Wow. Yep. That's cool. In case you guys needed to know that. Wow. You now know it. Dude, I walked out into our living room yesterday, and I saw Hill Dog sitting there at her little computer. With her clear mug. It's weird to me that she likes clear mugs. Huh. Being able to see the color of the coffee in her mug is something I'm not accustomed to. Yeah. I picture it more for tea usage. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, the room smelled delicious. Sure did. It smelled like Brooklyn Roasting Company. I bet it did because that's what she was drinking because she knows her shit. She knows what she's doing. We grind those beans up. Yeah. We roast them up. How she? What does she do? She got French press? You guys French press people? We have uh, we have like a nice coffee m- machine, but mm-hmm. it's not quite as like industrial as yours. We don't have the like yeah the, the espresso. You put we, in. we have that for the espresso, and, and you know what? Uh, that's but okay. Even for espresso, like we only have the like twisting thing that you put on the flame, like the old school. Oh, one. those are awesome. Those are sick. But you have like a full on like restaurant espresso maker. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, that was a that was a big thing that we agreed to do. Yeah. And I'm glad we did because I do love those, though. The one yeah. you put over the flame. What are those called? Those I don't know, but that's what we always used when I was a kid. Very Italian of you. Yeah, it's yes. very Italian. Yeah, those are great. I do love the... Chris espresso. knows about that. Makes nice syrupy espresso. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are great. Yeah, and and guys, our coffee especially with uh, any espresso drink you want, but also just as a lovely cup of joe. You know, it's a, it's a beautifully balanced roast um, from Brooklyn Roasting. They know what they're doing blend of both worlds you got that sweet savory notes from julio you got that dark <laughs> rich cynicism from francis uh, that's our coffee it's the oops do. beans from brooklyn roasting get yourself a bunch of tins right now at brooklyn roasting brooklynroasting.com use promo code oops beans five percent off brooklynroasting.com okay something dude i had my john mayer moment oh you did I had my John Mayer By moment. By the way, he just did call her daddy. I saw. I saw. I feel like we really Someone missed the Someone was like, oops, next? Yeah, I know. Broke um, my heart. Dude, we should, ha- we should try to get Mayer on the pod, bro. slightly different size podcast. Well, listen, man. You know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah. Mayer in the mix, dude. Yeah. Johnny, come on on. Come on, John. Open come invite. Come on down, buddy. We can jam together. Okay, so this is my John Mayer moment. It is not the same, and it doesn't involve John Mayer, but you'll see where I'm going with this. This travel guy who I've like... I'm pretty sure that he recommended my Iraq guide to me, but like via his text me service. You know how he's like, text me, and -hmm. then you just get a bunch of notifications about their new new videos. Mm -hmm. Do you know about that? No. Okay, so it'd be like, sign up for my texts, and you text them, and you get an automated message back, like, Hey, this is so and so. Thanks for. Oh yeah. I'm gonna send you all my content. That's a that's a that's a uh, an app. That's a company. It maybe, but like you just text. You don't need. It's called. Yeah, it makes sense. I remember that. I remember that. I know what that is. So anyway, I had asked him for a recommendation about a guide, and he actually replied. And he sent me back. So anyway, dude, this guy, I've been watching his videos forever. Uh, To say I'm inspired by him would be not giving it enough credit. 
um, he has is the only vlogger to film a vlog in every single country on the planet. What? And he's like, I think he's younger than us, dude. Oh my god! He's the god. fucking man. He's iconic. This guy, Drew Binsky. I wake up to a on my website. You can like message me. Mm-hmm. I wake up to a message from him. No way. And I was like, what the fuck? No way. And then I look, and then I'm like, I, I screenshot it to Hillary, and I'm like in the shower, like can't believe it. And she, I go in and I wake her up, and she looks, she goes, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. I look at my Instagram, I have four DMs from him, too. And he's now following me back. I was like, this is so sick, dude. Oh, yeah. Tell me what you think about this. Okay, so he messaged me. This is like, fun. Isn't this fun? This is fun. Dude, I mean, like, what a what a fun moment. I said, I wonder what he wants. Maybe he's going to, like, ask me about Afghanistan stuff. I don't know if has he been. not been there? He's been, but I don't. I, judging by his videos, it seems like he's been there pre-Taliban, and he might be asking me about the Taliban. Uh, anyway, bro, I had sent him like five messages, before, yeah, like sending him stuff, trying to like get on his radar, and now I'm like a little embarrassed. That's okay. It's fine though, right? Yeah. I didn't say anything like you weird. should be doing that. I'm like, dude, I thought you'd like this. Like, yeah, I really love your shit. I asked him some question, logistical questions. I don't know, but yeah, dude, he sent. Me, he's like, dude, like. Love your stuff. I'm like, this is so sick. Wow. Right? Isn't that fun? That is great. Is it like weird of me to bring this up? No, no, no. This is what we do. We celebrate friendships. But this is fun, dude. I mean, this is like, what a fun moment. Like, I sit and watch this guy's videos all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's his, do you have a craziest place for him that he's gone or best video? Dude, he's done so much cool shit. Okay, He did this one thing where he rode in this like coal train across the Sahara Desert in Mauritania. Whoa. You just jump in the train and can ride it overnight. Like it's a thing that travel people do. But he like filmed that. He filmed in North Korea. He filmed wow. his Iran stuff is like super comprehensive. I watched some of his Iraq stuff to try to like get inspiration and he literally recommended my guy. Mm. Uh, wow. So pretty fun pretty fun. very cool right? that is awesome fun congratulations moment. on thank that. you dude that's a nice uh it's like sort of a a, a sensei totally bowing to you yeah totally dude. it's cool yeah that is very you. cool thank you so dude i don't know what what i was doing last night or how i got into this wormhole but i became convinced that i had heard that like people in the nba never liked carl malone <laughs> <laughs> So I was trying to find articles about it. I'm like yeah. looking on Reddit and like I can't really find much. But I eventually find this scathing article that's like Carl Malone's the worst person who ever lived. And it was like published and I'm reading it. And like if you want to get your point across in a smear article, like you need to pump the brakes a little. Because as I'm reading this, I'm sort yeah. of like, what did Carl Malone do to you personally? Right. It's it's reading like a bad review that's so bad that you don't even take it seriously. Right. You know, it's like, oh, you think that's bad? Well, then he did this. And it's right. just like pretty standard stuff. It's like he reconnected with his kids when they were 17. I'm like, that is like a very standard <laughs> yeah. professional athlete story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also he did reconnect. That should be a, <laughs> a point in his favor. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Totally. And then uh, then they spelled something wrong. Uh, and I'm like, you have completely lost, lost all me. your credibility. Um, yeah, it's just a hate letter, right? That's yeah. a that's an article written by some adult autograph seeker who Carl Malone shunned. Right, right, literally, right. Yeah. And then Shaq, dude, this is funny. I, I found something about Sha- how Shaq used to not like him, and then he eventually liked him a lot. Mm. And his initial explanation, he says, he goes, "You can't trust a country boy like that." I know. <laughs> 
So that is the thing about Carl Malone is that he does live in the in the woods and right. hunts. He's like he's like they he's like it's not like city kids. He's like they wear jeans. And they, he was really, the, the things he was listing were so fucking funny. They wear jeans and this and that. I'm like, dude, that is so fucking great. Dude, the thing about the from the Shaq documentary that really I didn't know was that when Kobe had his uh, sexual assault uh, case happening and was all over the media, um, Kobe said that Shaq had paid women off. Oh yeah, to Not cover up his own indiscretions and sexual whatever uh-huh. uh, issues, which I mean that 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 to me explains why those two would have really disliked each other. I mean that is the ultimate. Like that's like you and I both like do something fucked up that has nothing to do with each other. You get caught. And then you tell on me. Yeah. That is so not cool. It's not if cool. If that's really how that went down. Yeah, that is that is bad. Um, that's bad. Dude, one funny Shaq thing that, that wasn't in the documentary, but it was in either 30 for 30 or something. He said that in his career, the only person whose skin he could not get under was Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh. And Hakeem Olajuwon used to like dominate him too. Like, Is that right? They allude to it a little bit, but I think they swept the they swept the magic in the finals that year that they made yes, the finals. Yes, that's right. They did. And... He said that he'd like try to play dirty with Hakeem too, and Hakeem would just be like, "Nice elbow, big fella." Mm. <laughs> like he just didn't care. I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah. sick." He's got that sort of grace, that above it allness. Yeah, Hakeem won the MVP I think twice, 1994 and 1995, right? So, yeah. Um, the two years where Michael Jordan was like out of the mix, right? They won two in a row, I believe. Right. Um, Okay, dude, I had this thought the other day. I, I asked a man for a lighter on the street, and he was a guy who sort of looked like sketchy. But he immediately gave it to me. I believe that asking a person with a lighter for a lighter is like the highest chance you have of experiencing a good side of a person. What do you mean? Nobody with a lighter will ever say no to, do you have a light? Right. If they're, especially if they're smoking. If you just ask them for a lighter and there's no reason why they would, it's a different story. Uh-huh. But like, if you see a guy smoking and you're like, dude, do you have a lighter? I don't think in the history of smoking or needing a lighter has the person said no. Yeah. They immediately say, sure. You try. You say thanks. They say no problem. Interesting. Interesting. It's funny you say this. I remember one time when I was younger, I was in France and I was probably 18 and I was with a buddy of mine a french guy who had walked to an atm or something and a couple a young couple came up to me and asked me if i had a cigarette and i i said i think i said back non je fume pas which means no i don't smoke and i only said it almost because French, I liked to exercise my French. I was working on my French. But they immediately were like, oh, Oh. like they were like, oh, thanks for letting us know you don't fucking smoke, dude. We didn't ask. They gave me so much shit. That's great. Um, And it was almost like I was just responding in the way that I would have had I been taught that exchange in French class. Exactly. Yes. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Totally. 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 Like, uh, est-ce que tu as une cigarette? Non, je ne fume pas. Right. That would be the like the question and the response. And I just said it back without even thinking. And they were like, oh, must, you know, fucking must be nice. Yeah. Monsieur, je ne fume pas. Yeah, je ne fume pas. Dude, that's hilarious. Um, 
Um, okay, should we do an email? Let's do an email. Why not? Um, okay, please read the time I got a $1,000 invoice from my boyfriend's mom. Oh, my God. This yeah. is juicy. Yeah. Uh, love the pod. Frequent listener of the last three years. Oops is always in my number one in the end of your Spotify right. wrap-ups. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'm writing in, t- in today because I want to see what you guys think about this story since you're both currently in healthy relationships. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost five years now. Three of those years have been long distance. We'll call him Joe. Joe and I have very separate lives due to work and school, but I was hoping we would close the gap and evolve our relationship once I graduate this December. However, I've hit what I think is a crazy road bump red flag. I want to hear from you guys whether I'm in the wrong for being so flabbergasted and upset. Let me set the scene. Joe's very close with his family, uh, and it is natural to live at home until their early 30s, I guess, meaning in the family. Joe is not an exception to that and still lives at home at 29 years old. The family has this weird bubble where no one but the immediate family is allowed inside their house. They all live together, mother, father, 34-year-old pharmacist son, and my boyfriend. So I'm not allowed in the house, and I have to find a place to stay when I'm in town. What the (laughs) fuck? What? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, In addition to that, I just feel like an outsider when I'm around them. They're all nice, but it is, it's this weird barrier to entry with the family. My boyfriend does not understand me when I've expressed my concern about this over the past few years. That is a gaslighting situation. This is yeah. extremely weird. Yeah. Uh, but after nearly four years of being together, I got invited on a big annual family vacation to Key West for the first time. It felt like I had finally entered their circle and I would be able to grow close with the family. The trip comes and goes and it was a great time. I got closer to the family and all was well. Fast forward to a year later. I receive a text message from Joe's mom with a photo of a handwritten invoice for, for a variety of expenses, some dating back to August of 2021 that had added up to $1,000. Uh, images of the message are attached. Please review. Uh, okay, so let's read this here before we continue. Uh, blank. Well, I'm finally texting everyone for their expenses owed. Uh, maybe I don't want to like give it away, but I'll say what, I'll say what the, the expenses were. American Airlines ticket, American Airlines seat change, luggage fee, luggage fee, condo fee, uh, comedy concert, because I don't want to give away who it is. Uh, I paid my boyfriend for the plane tickets when he booked them. So why am I being charged again? Dude, uh, this, this is so shitty. is so weird. I thought my portion of the condo was free since my boyfriend and I never discussed costs outside of the plane tickets. Uh, duh. Yeah. I was under the assumption that my boyfriend paid for the comedy tickets which was a show I had completely forgot about because it happened in 2021. Oh Most importantly, God. why the hell am I getting an invoice from his mother a year later? It turns out his parents had paid for it all and they were under the impression my boyfriend was communicating the financial expectations to me. My boyfriend sees no problem that his mom sent me an invoice. Apparently, this is normal. Is it wrong for her to refuse to pay it? Dude, Basically, is what she's getting. how are they five years into this relationship? Yeah, this is really shitty. How? How are they together? Five years? This just sounds like they're like a cult. <laughs> yeah, this family is fucked up, man. Uh, the reason they're not letting you into their house is because the walls are covered with beaver pelts and human scalps and all kinds of feces markings and <laughs> yeah. maps to treasure. What get the, the fuck's going on? Get out of there. Sounds like one detail away from being the next Jordan uh, Jordan. Movie. It, it does. Yeah, seriously. This is really strange. Yeah. Is this like, like, is your boyfriend's parents fucking Warren Jeffs? Why would they not allow her in the house, do you think? I don't know, dude. Are they practicing polygamy and banging each other? I don't, like, dude. That's <laughs> a dark detail. Yeah. That's a dark detail. 
There's no world. I don't know. I don't know anyone on earth that wouldn't allow someone in not in the house. You know what I mean? Right, like even if you're COVID crazy or something, like you'd make like you could make them get tested or something. You know. But as, the fact that the the rule is nobody outside of the immediate family is. Did they say it was because of COVID? No. Um, and they're going on vacation. That's really too. bad. The vacation thing is really weird. Um, holding her accountable for all of that. It's really funny. And, and then the worst part to me, the nail in the coffin, is that the boyfriend sees no problem with this, which means that he's so indoctrinated to his family's way of thinking that he's never going to change. And you, miss, have got to end this relationship. <laughs> you have to. The that boyfriend... Is- the boyfriend needs to be against this behavior. This is the fact that he's sponsoring it means you need to get away from it. It's the irreconcilable. Behavior. That is an irreconcilable family. I'm so sorry. And uh, yeah, exactly. You have to get out of this relationship. Yeah, any I, like like even if the the not being allowed over thing that could be gotten over if the boyfriend's like, listen, I know it's fucking weird. I'm dude, sorry. I love you, and I'm a great partner. Fine, but like she's also already paid for the ticket. Bro, that's why, there's so many things that are weird. Why would they be a family that would allow the son to bring his girlfriend on a family vacation with them, but not allow her in their house? What is that? I know. Because you could almost say if they don't let her in the house, maybe they have some weird old-fashioned belief that you don't get to sleep in a bed together until you're married or i don't even know yeah dude it's too extreme but then for her to texas (laughs) for her to come on a family vacation with them and for them all to get along and for her to feel accepted by the family makes that whole theory moot yeah uh so there's something going on here that is weird worship bad it's bad there's something dark and dangerous you're in danger this girl's in danger what was david koresh what was that one again I don't remember. The apostles or some the, the cult situation. Whatever. Yeah. Get out of there, ma'am. Missy. Run. Head Run for the, the hills. Um, um, okay, cool. Where can we get the truth with Ryan? Facts with Ryan about the facts. What can we hear? Couple today. Uh, Dr. Doolittle, its net profit was $222.9 million at the Classic. box office wow. in 1998. Damn, it's a different time, dude. And then Pine Tree Academy Boys Basketball. I took a look at their record from 2005, the 2005-2006 season through the 2022-23 season. They've been 90 and 176. They've been Not great. Uh, I had an idea we do a, a little role play. To close off Let's the show between you two? Let's do it. Oh. Uh, either a scenario where the girlfriend is convincing her boyfriend to not approach Francis's car, or um, we have the girlfriend from this email that we just got calling the boyfriend's mom to talk about the invoice. Oh, wow. The girlfriend calling the mom? Yeah. Okay, let's try that one. Who do you want to be? Um, who do you want to be? I kind of want to be the mom. Okay, then I'll be the girlfriend. Okay. I'm calling you. Yeah. Um. Hi, Ange. Hi, sweetie pie. What's going on? Well, uh, I'm well. Uh, you know, I, I Mark and I are just cleaning up and mm-hmm. having a quiet Saturday. Oh, that's um, fun. I, I I would totally let you come over and help us clean up, but you're not allowed in the house. So 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. Of course, you know how we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we got the uh, the pressed flowers that you sent oh, in did you like that them? card. They're so lovely. I I had not seen dehydrated tulips. Yeah, we're we are we were able to preserve them. Um, yeah, there's actually quite a bit of taxidermy in the house as well. We're really good at preserving things. I'm so curious. I I hope someday uh, to 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 see what you guys have got cooking in there. Someday, as you know. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually calling because I also got the invoice that you sent. Oh, you got that? Great. I did. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I guess I didn't understand when we went to the Bahamas, um, that I would be expected to pay for some of these things or I, you know, Mark had told me that he was paying for our flights and I didn't realize that you had paid for them. So I didn't know that I'd kind of be on the hook for a lot of this. Oh, so I suspected Mark had forgotten to disclose some of this. Yeah, I know. We know I suspected. how he is. I'm know. really sorry, sweetie. And yeah, I, I we had told him to sort of be upfront about it. Now, listen, if you need to take time to pay it, that's totally fine. Don't worry. I guess I don't. It's not even so much the time as it is, uh, you know, for example, the two um, baggage fees and the seat changes I, I had i been left to book my own flights i probably wouldn't have needed to change seats or maybe i would have packed a little bit lighter um and i i'm, I'm curious why you didn't you know if you don't mind me asking why you didn't run those sorts of things by me oh well sweetie you know money doesn't grow on trees the way that those lovely flowers we sent you in that card do <laughs> Uh, but you know, no, I, I mean, we thought that Mark had, had sort of disclosed some of that with you and, and that's a good, that's a good point. I, I agree. Um, and maybe we'll have him be on the hook for that, for, for some of the seat change fees and the luggage fees. Okay. Yeah. Look, I don't, I had such a lovely time and I, I don't oh, mean that's to, great. we did too. I don't want to cause any kind of an issue, of course, but do, is there no part of you that finds it a little I guess I don't know. I I hadn't assumed a year after the trip that these these costs would be expected for me to reimburse. Does that make sense? Oh no, totally. But but like like we already said, uh, you know that was that was Mark's fault for not uh, disclosing that. And um, you know, in the future, we'll make sure that you know we we communicate better so that. We avoid this situation. Far be it for me to tell you how to, <laughs> to run your house or your family, but I do think it's pretty unfair to be so unclear about financial expectations with your son's girlfriend. And I'm happy to pay. It's not even about the money. It's more about transparency and expectations and if i had known that i would be expected to cover all of these things i'm not so sure that yeah, i would yeah, have honey listen we've, we've covered this already and, and like i said uh we told mark to tell you and he he happened to not but he didn't and listen i have he didn't tell me i know and and I'll, well, I'll speak with him but we're currently draining the blood out of a human body in the basement <laughs> so we have to go oh uh, but... what <laughs> bye <laughs> Yay. Hey. Yay. 
Okay. And wow, scene. what a fucked up family. I hope again, listen, uh the lady who wrote that, that's what's happening. That's what you're <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. And I don't even know, frankly, I mean we appreciate you writing the email, but this should be pretty clear to you. Yeah, that she, you gotta go. Yeah. It's good. We're happy that we were able to give you some perspective. Everybody listening to this is horrified as well. Yeah. Uh so you know that it's not just you. It's we them. can we can speak for the audience on this one. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ryan. That was fun. That was fun and Ryan. Julia, where can we find you on the road Coastal performing Cre- stand-up comedy? Coastal Creative, St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, January 20th. Then uh, the weekend of March 3rd or 4th in the DC Improv. Um, all those are on my website, notjulio.com. Got a bunch of stuff in April, too. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Guys, you can see me catch the Hero We Need tour. I'm coming to a city near you. Philly. Nashville, Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Austin. Uh, and then San Francisco with Lil Sass. That's going on sale in February, though. Uh, tickets for all those shows, francisellis.com. Can't wait to see you. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays.